When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.P. Mosher. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. J.P., how you doing today, man? Man, I am doing fantastic. Bonus episode. Boom. Kaboom. You guys, uh, you wanted more, and here we are. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, here we go. We're sharing it. A little fantastic a uh, little bonus. Mr. Hobbs, Chuck down in the mailroom needs to talk to you. Cue the elf dancing scene. Oh. Uh, and this, what are you talking about? Mr. Hobbs from Elf. <laughs> this is the song. All right. Buddy the Elf. Let's do it. Let's get into a little tag team. <laughs> I don't know. I ruined it. Let's get into a little tag team. This is Whoop. There it is. Party people. Directed, let's begin. Party on, party people, let me hear some noise. DC's in the house, jump, jump, rejoices. There's a party over here, a party over there. Wave your hands in the air, shake the dairy, yeah. These three words mean you're getting busy. Whoop, there it is, hit me. There it is. Whoop. Right in your face. <laughs> whoop. Just whoop everywhere. Just whoop. Just splattered everywhere. That is whoop. There it is by Tag Team. It went to number one on the U.S. R&B chart. Number four on the U.S. Hot Rap Songs chart. Number five on the U.S. Rhythmic chart. Number two on the Hot 100 in July 1993. By the way, the top three at that time were UB40's I Can't Help Falling in Love. I can't hear falling in love. That's, that's, I, that was, I, do a, I do a fair UB40. Okay, yeah. I, if you give me a minute to get in character, uh-huh. I can really do it because I hate it a lot. Um, <laughs> so the top, th- the top three at that time were I Can't Help Falling in Love, Whoop, There It Is, and Janet Jackson's That's the Way Love Goes. It went to number two again, this is uh, Whoop, There It Is, in fall of 1993, but it was kept from number one again by UB40 and by Mariah Carey's Dream Lover. Mm. It was the number two song for all of 1993, uh, and an inconsistency in my research led me to look up the full list of 1993 top songs, and I found it really interesting. Um, first of all, the trivia note is that the same three songs that were bunched up at the top of the chart initially when Whoop was number two all ended up bunched together on the year-end chart as well. But instead of one, two, three, they were two, three, four, with Whoop at number two, uh, UB40 at number three, and Janet at number four. But the wild thing about this chart to me is that of the top 20 songs of 1993, outside of UB40, all of the other top 20 songs of the year were by R&B or hip-hop artists. Oh, wow. 
the first rock artist to appear is Runaway Train by Soul, Soul Asylum, Asylum, which we number, do not like. No, and that was at number 22 for the year. Wow. Let me quickly run down the Hot 100 singles of not the top 20 of the Hot 100 okay. singles okay. from the year 1993. So it's all R&B and hip hop. I will always love you. Whoop, there it is. Can't fall uh, can't help fall in love, which is UB40, which was like we it was like hip hop reggae, not hip hop, but it was like R&B reggae sort of thing, right? That's the way love goes. Janet Jackson, Freak Me by Silk, Weak by SWV, great song. If I ever fall in love by Shay, Dream Lover by Mariah Carey, Rump Shaker, Rex and Effect, oh, yes. Informer by Snow, yes, Nothing But a G Thing by Dr. Dre, Informer by Snow charted higher than Nothing, nothing but, but a, a G, G thing, thing in 1993. Wow. I find that, that that's awesome, yes. I, but unbelievable. Uh, in the Still of the Night, Boys to Men, Don't Walk Away by Jade, Knocking the Boots by H-Town, Lately by Jodeci, Daisy Dukes by Deuce. You're Look at them go with the Daisy Dukes on. <laughs> yes. Uh, Show Me Love by Robin S. A Whole New World, Peebo Bryson and Regina Bell. If by Janet Jackson, I'm so into you, SWV. That's the top 20. Of, that's crazy. Of the year. That's like... You're talking about blowing up hip-hop and R&B exploded and took over, and it goes farther. I mean, that chart in 1993 is dominated by R&B and hip-hop. It's it's crazy, dude. Um, let's see. Whoop, there it is. It's four times platinum certified in the United States. Uh, it is the number 15 song for the decade of the 1990s. And, yes, it is number 74 on the Billboard hey! all-time 600. We hey! made the list. That's awesome. That's right. Between number 73, Aquarius slash Let the Sun Shine In by The Fifth <laughs> Dimension, and number 75, Moves Like Jagger okay. by Maroon 5. The cultural impact of the song cannot really be overstated. Uh, I mean, you think about songs that just became cultural phrases, right? There are a, a, a small handful that just became part of like everyday language, and this is right up there. This is on the Mount Rushmore of songs that just became a cultural thing. That's good. Whoop! There it is. Is never going to die. That's true. It is always going to be. I say that in five hundred years, I don't know if we'll be saying "Whoop!" There it is, but we probably won't be saying anything resembling modern language anyway. <laughs> right. It'll just be like you're. Gonna be- <laughs> the way I mean, it's, it's, which translates. Whoop! There it is. Yeah, I feel like so much of so much of modern language is getting simplified and simplified and simplified into just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's going to be just noises in a while. It's going to be like original, like archaic language. You know what I mean? We're going like, backwards. Yeah, you're going to like you know unreached people groups that are still like and just simple. Like it's going to be. I don't know. What am I talking about? I have no. What am I doing? We're, we're in bonus time. None of this That's matters. Right. This, this is, is just- all. Bonus. This is extra, and we didn't even tell you guys, but hang around to the end because we have a special treat. What? Tell them who we have with us, Rob. Yeah, that would be we Little got- John, but we don't have him. Oh, oh <laughs> not Little John. Sorry. No, we have DC, DC Glenn, aka the, the Brain, Brain Supreme. Supreme. Oh my goodness! One half of tag team, and let me tell you. He's going to change your life today. We, uh, I told Rob when we finished with him, he's like the smartest guy in the room. And yeah. it's like he, we compared him to like the Rupert Holmes of hip hop. Yes. For those of y'all that heard our Rupert Holmes episode, the Pina Colada song, um, this guy is just as smart in a different venue. In a different venue, yeah, it's uh, it's wonderful. He's he's gonna seriously. He's gonna he's gonna blow your mind. Uh, he's gonna inspire you. He's gonna make you a better person. Right. I'm a better man because I talked to DC Glenn, <laughs> aka the Brain Supreme. Um, but one thing I love about this song is that okay. So it's DC Glenn and my man Steve Rowland, <laughs> right? Okay, 
I love that this is when rappers could still have real names. Like they were tag team, but they were like, hey, we're also DC and Steve. Steve. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, what's your rap name? Steve. Steve. <laughs> That's fantastic. Versus, uh, this is where we would normally meet the band, play the jingle, and I'm going to say their names, and we're going to keep going. Okay. Let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. All right, we're going to meet tag team. We have uh, Cecil Glenn, DC the Brain Supreme, and Steve Gibson, Steve Rowland. Steve Rowland. Moving on. All right. <laughs> Let's all meet the band. That was the band. Bonus top. Consider the band met. Um, let's see, a little more on the song. It is noted for being a positive song that promoted positive partying, and it was well-received by an incredibly diverse audience, as evidenced by its chart positions, right? You don't, you're not the number two song of the year and the number 15 song of the decade without a lot of people listening to that mm-hmm. song. It's not just uh, you know the same subset of a song listening to it over and over and over. It's like, my parents thought this song was cool. You know what I mean? My, I, I'm... I almost feel like at some point, you know, you go to Florida and they just have like shirts in shops with <laughs> catchphrases yeah. on them. I almost guarantee you that somebody in my family bought a shirt at some point that said "Whoop there it I is. I would love to see Dale raise the roof wearing a "Whoop there it is shirt. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. My, my dad, I don't know if he ever raised the roof, <laughs> but he had, one time I was riding with my dad and a guy like uh, cut him off in uh-huh. traffic, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting in the passenger seat and I'm probably 14 or whatever. Um, and dad, all of a sudden window goes down, arm goes out the window, single arm. And I was like, dad, did you just flip that guy off? Like this, that's not who my dad was. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? He's like, no, I shook my fist at him. And I was like, you shook your fist at that man? Like, that's what comic book villains do. Right, you know what I mean? Right. You that's literally, like real people, that's what Montgomery Burns does on The Simpsons. Funny. Real people shook don't shake fist. their fists at people. That's great. But he was like, no, I, just, I shook my fist at him. I was like, <laughs> what? Okay. Anyway. Um, but I don't know if I ever saw, he probably did raise the roof just to try and be, you know, he was a baseball coach. He'd probably do anything to try and connect with the kids. Right. <laughs> so like... Yeah. Uh, tag team recorded Woomp There It Is in August 1992. By the way, parentheses. It's parentheses. It's Woomp, exclamation point, parentheses, parentheses. There It Is. Rob loves a parentheses. Love a good parentheses. Um, they recorded it in August 1992. At that time, uh, DC was working as the main DJ at Magic City, which was an Atlanta gentleman's club. Hello. Uh, that would later become recognized as a hub of Atlanta hip hop and rap music. The song sampled a synthesizer line from the 1980 Italo disco hit I'm Ready by Kano. Shall we listen to a little we bit? We can of that? listen to it. There it is, a little bass line. Okay. Uh, it sampled a little bit of that from Italo disco. That is I'm Ready by Kano. Um, and then uh, Glenn, uh, that is DC, DC Glenn, played the track in the club on the same day it was mixed and received a positive reaction from the audience. In the following months, people requested the song so often that it became clear the song had the potential to become a hit. The single was shopped to and rejected by multiple record labels because executives were unfamiliar with Southern bass, uh, and that is the style we'll probably talk about in the, that in a minute, uh, and were unsure if the sound would sell well around the country. So DC borrowed $2,500 from his parents to press 800 records. The singles quickly sold out in Atlanta on word of mouth alone. 
A representative from Mercury Records uh, suggested that the best person to promote the music from Southern-based genre was Stax Records mogul Al Bell. So DC reached out to Al Bell, head of Stax, um, who agreed to sign Tag Team, listen to this, without even hearing the song. Uh, He reportedly, the quote uh, from Bell is, I don't need to hear the record. I hear it in your spirit. It's amazing. And let me tell you, when we talk to DC in a minute, you're going to understand. That's going to make sense to you, okay? You'll hear it. Uh, without you'll be like, I'll buy whatever you're selling. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Whatever you got, let, just let me get on board with you. I believe in you. You're going to succeed, period. So um, so that's that's a cool story. I believe that was, by the way, I need to credit that. I, I believe that uh, paragraph there was from Wikipedia. I just didn't put it in my notes. Um, okay, so doing research for this song got me, I, I mean, put me smack in the middle of middle school, uh-huh. you know, and I'm thinking, I mean, I'm picturing myself as I listen to this song dressed in my like, Charlotte Hornets. That's right. Uh, Alonzo you know, Morning Shirt. Yeah. Larry Johnson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With some uh, Reebok pumps or, uh, you know what I mean, something like That's that. Good. The, with the Hexalite. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so, but it got me thinking about other popular phrases from the 90s. Like, whoop, there it is. It's probably, uh, I think it's probably the the top phrase that sort of came out of the 90s, sure. I, I think. Um, there might be one one or two other that could rival, but it got me thinking about some others. So I'm just going to rapid fire some just popular phrases from the 90s that I thought about. If you have any you want to chime in, just hit me with them. Uh, how about one of my favorites was always Been There, Done That. Okay. Right? That became a huge – I think it was Mountain Dew that started that, Been There, Done That, and then it became Been There, Done That, Got, got the, the T-shirt, t-shirt. Yep. and then a whole, you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> how about one of, the, one of the ones that just got way overdone was – extreme like you know what i mean everything it was like x games and all that Uh stuff everything was trying to be extreme the xfl Uh all that you know um this one hardly counts but it it became a popular phrase and it's from the 90s how about mortal Kombat? there it is Um, johnny cage is not afraid to die yeah um, how about nothing but net? Oh, that's a good one. That's that's like a good one. And sort of crosses over with this one into a lot of sports stuff. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. So nothing but net was a big one. Um, how about all that in a bag of chips? Yeah, when I saw that, that's I, I Robert said he was going to talk about this, and so I just looked up on my phone real quick. And every time I see that, I see Doctor Evil saying it. All that in a bag of potato <laughs> chips. <laughs> that's how I'll always see that one. I love that. Um, how about? As if. Yeah. Is um, Clueless? Is that from Clueless? I think Clueless and Wayne's World, oh, same yeah, time, yeah. you know, uh, both of those. Um, <laughs> how about no duh <laughs> or no doy? Yeah. Did you go duh or doy? Duh. duh yeah. yeah. I think doy might have been a, maybe it was more like a West Coast maybe. thing. I don't know. No duh. Uh, booyah. Yeah, booyah. I mean, you got it. It's classic there. How about uh, talk to the hand? <laughs> that was one that got worn out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was originally it, that was a shortened version of like speak to the hand because the, the face doesn't want to hear it or something, yeah, right? Mouth, the ears, um, yeah, whatever. And then I think if there's one phrase from the '90s that will outlast, whoop, there it is. It's probably whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. right? As a statement yeah. among its uh, yeah. uh, of itself, just whatever. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think that one will probably live on for quite a while because that's it. Really does say a lot of things perfectly. Right. <laughs> like, Did your friend say the bomb? Yes, yeah, My yeah. Friend, everything was the bomb. That's, that's the bomb. Yeah. Rad was uh, rad. I feel like rad is more eighties. I think eighties with rad. Maybe because there was the, yeah, that would make sense. You know, yeah, Cowabunga eighties. That's more eighties. You know, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, gnarly, like surfer speak. I feel okay. like it was eighties. Okay. Ridgemont High crowd, all that stuff. 
there were a bunch of different versions and covers and, and they sort of took like little side roads whenever opportunities would present themselves to like represent the song in a different way. They were like, absolutely. Yes. Does, you know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever it is, let's do it. So, uh, there's actually, um, there's actually a version from the movie Adam's family values, um, that they did. Back again, the Adams family, new baby in the house makes three. Wednesday, I mean, learned you ring. Best up, grandmama, and thing. Wait, can't forget cousin it. Tag team reps, another party hit. It's the Adams family movie thing. Gomez, Morticia, come on, sing. It's literally just like, here are words from this story, and throw you know, it in, and we're gonna add this chorus to it, and they're gonna pay us. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that actually won a Razzie Award. Um, do you say you won a Razzie Award? It's like the you know where they like it's like the anti Oscars mm-hmm. uh, for worst original song, um, and uh, and I think I think Adam's Family Values might have won. A Razzie also for like worst original movie or something that year, but uh, whatever, man, they got paid for it. There's actually there's actually a um, Disney version. Uh, this and this kills me. Dude. Oh yeah, this is what this I, is I called, haven't heard it because Rob told me about it, but I've been excited. <laughs> this is Whoop There It Went, uh, the Disney version, and it's got. I, I wanna, I'm not even going to spoil it. Hang on, just listen for Mickey. Here we go. Party people. <laughs> <laughs> Squeaky clean music with Pull Up Bear. Squeaky clean music. Mickey, the Mao Supreme. MC and the birthday party of my main duck, Donald. We're kicking the flow and we're going to do it something like this. Donald Duck back again. Turn up the music. Let's go on. Party on party people. Let me hear some noise. There's a whole video for this. You can go on YouTube and watch it. Like, a tag team is in this video with the Disney guys. Now try to catch him. He falls down. There he went. Hit ground. amount of love that I have for that is off the charts. Everything about it is perfect. By the way, that was not me doing Goofy going, <laughs> that was really, but that's, the when I when I first put that on, I howled when I heard, party people! <laughs> that's just that's incredible. I heard a misheard lyric. I think I told you the oops mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the original and hear oops mayonnaise in your head, folks. <laughs> mayonnaise. That's so take everybody play play five seconds, ten seconds of it, and everybody think (laughs) oops mayonnaise in your head. (laughs) I can hear it, dude. If you were in like a loud club, you know what I mean? If you're just out on the dance floor and this is just happening around you and you're not really focused. People bring it out jars of mayonnaise. Why are we singing about mayonnaise? I don't know, but I'm feeling it. it. I'm 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 here for it, dude. Mayonnaise. uh, Let's play Stump the Genius. I've died to play. Okay, great. Let's Let's do it. Stump the genius. Stump the genius. Stump the genius. It's time to stump the genius. Jump up and take your part. I take your part. All right, we're going to play Stump the Genius. Stump the Genius. Uh, we're going to play Was This on Jock Jams 1? Okay. Because whoop, there it is from Jock Jams 1, the original. One. Those of y'all that grew up around Jock Jams, you know it. 
So I feel like I'm going to nail this because I did some Jock Jams research. Oh, dude, then so, this is going to be a clean sweep. Here we go. We'll see. we'll see if this is on Jock Jams one. Give it up for Naughty by yes. Nature. Naughty by Nature. Let's just hear a little Love bit of song. it. I just want to hear. I just at least want to have the beat drop. Uh. Gosh, I love this song. Me too. Can't. Your hands cannot stay by your side. Rob's one for one. I didn't ring the bell, but he's killing it. Number two. You'll know when it comes in. Yes. This is I've Got the Power by Snap. This is I've Got the Power by Snap. Two for two. Yes. Unbelievable by EMF. Unbelievable EMF. Three for three. I'm leaning no. Hang on. I got to wait. Ooh. Ooh. No, I think this was. This was. Yeah. This is Pump Up the Jam. Pump up the Jam. Last one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. I just basically wanted to hear Jock Jams <laughs> one again. Five for five. Ring, 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 ring. Good job, Rob. Come you killed blam. it. Listen, while we're talking about Jock Jams, uh, Jock Jams, where is this? Jock Jams went to number 30 on the Billboard 200 all by itself. Wow. Like, so you're talking about the, you know, this song went huge, and then album sales from this went huge. Then boosted by album sales of Jock Jams, which was – I mean, Jock Jams was kind of a phenomenon, too. You know what I mean? ESPN same, presented it and everything. Yeah, it's like, dude, it's an ESPN album. I mean, think about how huge – in 1993, how big, like, the NBA was. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It, I mean, it was dream years yeah. of that. And so Jock Jams takes all of that and all the stadium songs, you know, everything for – Basketball I think Jock Jams came out in 95, right? Did it? Jock Jams. Um, e- even still, yeah, yeah. mid-90s, it's yeah. killing it. Yeah. So it was just, man, it, it was madness. Uh, definitely, everybody had Jock Jams. And now there's like w- watered down, you know, Jock Jams Volume 15 or whatever. It got stupid. But uh, the, the original, the original is still pretty unbeatable. Why don't we, let me see if, if there's any other notables on that. Um, it starts off, first of all, with Michael Buffer going, Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. let's get ready to rumble. Which is kind of how I wanted to start the episode. But yeah. whatever, <laughs> and then you got um, uh, two unlimited. Get ready for this tag team. Whoop! There it is. Strike it up by Black Box. Uh, Tootsie Roll by Sixty Nine uh, Boys. See that Tootsie Roll, man. <laughs> uh, let's see. Come baby, come by K Seven. Come baby, come baby, 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 come, come. Uh, it takes two. Rob Bass, DJ Easy Rock, right. CNC Music Factory, Naughty by Nature. Uh, pump up the volume. Snap, The Power, Unbelievable, YMCA, uh, then Pump Up the Jam, Twilight Zone by 2 Unlimited, um, and then and then it closes with Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. That's the... Um, yeah, just... Jeez Louise. Let's see. A um, couple more notes, and then I think I'm spent. But um, if you Google... This is not a joke. If you Google, whoop, there it is, lyrics... Or tag team whoop, you get the lyrics for the Disney version. Oh yeah, yes. the Mickey one. You get the lyrics for the Disney version and the song title headline from the Spanish version. Whoop, Silo S. What in the world? I have screenshots to prove it. I can post these on <laughs> on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Uh, yeah, if you tag a whoop, there it is. Lyrics. You get the you get the, you get it. Literally says lyrics. Mickey. Whoa! 
dirty people. <laughs> Squeaky clean music with full effect. <laughs> like it's, I don't know why. I don't know why that is. Now maybe that's because I don't know. You know, Google's like real. If you've been looking something up and you start to look up something they think is connected, then it'll it'll take you. Maybe it's because you looked that up before and it yeah, took you but back. Yeah, but I have no idea. I, but so it, y'all test me on that. But on, it, at I know my you're house, not looking up the Spanish version. Yeah, at my house, it, that's true. Unless yes. you've been using my Wi Fi. Whoops, Siloes. Yeah. So uh, let's see what else. Um, let's talk a little bit about the 95 South version. Okay. Uh, or the 95 South song. It's not a version. It's a different song. Uh, but it's a different song. And that would be Hoot. There it is with a T, not an MP. That's W H O O T. There it is. <clears throat> uh, and we won't go into, into detail, but I, I remember when I was a kid hearing this other thing and I was like, whoa, hold up. You know what I mean? Like somebody is going to get in major trouble for this. <laughs> There's going to be some kind of fight. You know, you just think, how dare you? You know, you hear the, the but the funny thing is the 95 South version actually came out first um, by a little bit. Um, by, um, um, it was produced by like um, Quad City DJs. Um, I'm sorry, no, it was, fr- it was from the album Quad City Knock. Um, but uh, they were from uh, Miami and they had visited up in the club in Atlanta when DC was playing the song. And so they took the phrase and made their own, made their own, you know, thing out of it. And actually their single released before DC's and Steve's. Um, and so it ended up not being a big deal as far as like rivalry. They both, you know, were hits or whatever. Of course, this one was the one that just, mm-hmm. you know, but, but, um, you know, I wonder if there's people, I guess there's probably people who prefer the Woot. But to me, it feels like a knockoff, even though it's not. It came out first. Miami it's not Dolphins a fans, just people from Miami. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but so I, I just thought, you know, you're in middle school and you go, oh, dude, those if those guys ever see each other, it's going to be they on. Go down. That's you know? right. <laughs> but uh, they actually went on uh, Arsenio, um, Arsenio Hall talk show, and uh, and did like a sort of a battle of the bands where they both performed their version and it was cool and they used it to raise money for charity. Um, so, you know, it was fine. They, they were, they, uh, weirdly like this never happens now. They, they just sort of understood it for what it was. You know what I mean? They're just like, there's no harm, no foul, you know, just let this be what it is. And we'll both succeed together. Yep. There's no reason that we should tear each other down and cause some friction. Let's both go get paid. A, yeah. Let's both go get paid. Yeah. And then in the, and in the process help some, like, uh, I think it was flood relief on, on Arsenio Hall. So like. It's a win-win-win. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Conflict resolution. Uh, I learned that from Michael Scott. Um, it's a win-win-win. So um, that's right. I forgot about that episode. <laughs> so good for them. Um, and then Miami Bass. I think about um, the. I mean, if you just think about some of the popular hip hop from there, if you all, a ton of the stuff that was on Jog Jams, right? Tootsie Roll, um, Quad City DJs. Um, the you know, train that stuff. I think about yeah. Come on, right here, train. Yes. Uh, what is it? Uh, dip. Uh, I, put I put my, my hand, hand up on your hip. hip. Well, yeah, yeah, it's like that. You know, <laughs> it was just that sound is is called like Miami bass. Um, but it became uh, uh, sort of associated with Atlanta too at the same time. Uh, not my favorite era of hip hop overall. Like not my favorite mm-hmm. f- sound. You know what I mean for hip hop. I much preferred like the. Um, Gangster rap. Like the West Coast stuff that was coming, yeah, mm-hmm. after this, shortly hereafter. Like, to me, I think maybe one of the best-feeling hip-hop tracks, for my taste of all time, is something like, um, what was it? Um, 
Oh God! Oh, uh, uh, keep their heads ringing. Mm-hmm. Dre and Ice Cube. Holy cow! <laughs> that just that will never die for me. Um, so that is, it's a little beefier. It's a little whatever. I just never. I think it's all the hi hat on these in the Miami base. It just got to me after a while. Although I will say, I wore out the first Bad Boys soundtrack, which had a lot of like Miami base kind of stuff on it, and that was that was a great soundtrack as well. Um, Okay, I think I'm spent. I okay, think I'm ready to go talk to DC. You got anything else I'm you good. need to? Okay. Um, so yeah, whoop, there it is. Listen, this has just been a bonus episode. We just had we asked you guys to do some sharing and you did. And so uh we said we said you would unlock achievement unlocked. Congratulations. Bonus episode unlocked. Um, and we'll be back way sooner than you know it. I, normally we take a six week break between seasons, but this season we've already got some stuff planned to go in between. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Technically there'll be five weeks between us and when we release, but yeah. we'll have stuff to keep you entertained. That's right. We're going to keep you entertained over the break. We decided, Hey, look, we can do this. We're rolling. We're way ahead of schedule. We're Steve Roland. We're Steve Roland. You know, <laughs> you see me, Steve Roland. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we got some good stuff coming down, uh, uh some, some, some new content, coming your way uh really sooner than you can you won't even miss us You're, you'll be like why are why are you still in my face with this but uh so we're gonna talk to dc the brain supreme and uh he's gonna make you all feel like better humans and uh then we'll be back at the end to tuck you in but first go check us out on socials at great song pod on facebook instagram twitter uh, join our Facebook group, Great Songs and the Great People Who Love Them Greatly. It's the best thing you could do today. Go join that Facebook group and be a part of the little community we got rolling on over there. Uh, and uh, if you want to go the extra mile and support the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash greatsongpod. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash greatsongpod. And you can be a part of producing the show. And in return, we can say thank you by giving you stuff like uh, early access, bonus content, weekly uh, bonus episodes, and more. So, uh, yeah, man, let's kick it over to DC, Glenn, the Brain Supreme, and uh, we'll, we'll be back at the end to say goodnight. This is the Great Song Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we are here with DC Glenn, a.k.a. the Brain Supreme. Uh, he is the man you know and love from being one half of Tag Team, uh, singing one of your favorite songs, Won't There It Is, of all time. Now back forever in the minds of everyone because of this Geico commercial that's <laughs> blowing up. We'll get there in a minute. DC, thank you so much for joining us today on the Great Song Podcast. Hey, before we get started, I got to get something off my chest. Uh, Go for it. Hold on. Sprinkle! Hey, yes! Oh, dude. That's Love amazing. It. That's wonderful. That, you know what? That is the part of the commercial that I forget is coming every time <laughs> and makes me laugh every single time. That's great. Hey, man. It makes me laugh every single time, too, and I have no reason why. I have, <laughs> I have no clue. And it just is just one of those things that, you know, that, that was... Um, that was really uh, hashed out because I'm an actor, right? Uh-huh. So before we, you know, once I we did the deal and everything, I was like, i am got to bring some things to this to make <laughs> it good because this is a perfect opportunity. You yeah. don't get a, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do a Geico commercial. Yep, true. We're in rare air, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that was one of the things I came up with, and it was just like an ode to LeBron James. I know right? kids love sprinkles. <laughs> yeah. And it just kind of, you know, we kind of worked it out, and it just became something that I just, to this day, still can't explain. <laughs> so, I'm happy. so that wasn't impromptu. You had that mapped out. You're like, this is my moment. Well, you know, yeah, because I, you know, I'm an improv artist. And sure. You know, when I get auditions, you prepare. So instead of like just being on the spot, do this, do that, 
I look at the script and I say, what can I have in my pocket just in case they ask me to do some things or I have mm. ideas that I can bring to the table and, and they're already worked out, hashed out, thought out, and I can just pick one and do it. And that's awesome. I did that. I did that with the commercial. And, you know, that's where the spinning scoop came from. That's where the little dance okay. came from. Oh, that's man. where sprinkles came from. That's where a lot of those, uh, all the nuances that make that commercial great were kind of prepared for because, you know, I've been trained well. And I could have just been an artist and showed up and say what I got to do. But right. it, it just means more to me that the things that I wanted to do, because we did a slew of things because... You know, the producers had to get what they wanted in. The Geico had to get what they wanted in. You know, everybody had to get what they wanted in just so we have enough to, you know, really make a stellar commercial. And pretty much 60% of the things that I put in is in that commercial. Yeah, that's Dude, that's awesome. Let that be a lesson to y'all out there. Preparation is important. That's right. So do that homework. Do your homework. So. It's everything, yeah. So y'all, DC told I'm, us he I'm gets up at, very happy. DC told us he gets up at four every morning, y'all. So he didn't come to play, you know. <laughs> nah. He did not. He did not show up at this not commercial at just to play around. Man, that's no, awesome. no, no. Okay, at well, all. Si- since we're talking about LeBron James, you mentioned LeBron James. I got to know, you know. Okay, so so uh, you guys grew up together in Denver, but you weren't born in Denver. And then you kind yeah. of make your splash in Atlanta. I got to mm-hmm. know who who do you rep as far as sports. Really, only there's only one team I'd ride or die with, and that's just Denver Broncos. Okay, right. have you been? Everybody, to... you know, everybody else has seasons and times and things of that nature, but the Denver Broncos is is number one with the good and the bad. Okay, and you know, I received the best 50th birthday present in the world by the Broncos winning Super Bowl 50 because my oh, okay. birthday is always the year of the super bowl that's easy so, to remember that's okay. nice yeah 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 it's easy to remember and that you know i i worked in mile high stadium okay Pepsi as a kid right so oh that's, that's awesome. great it's in. Who's, yeah 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 who's your bronco are you a john elway are you like carl mecklenburg who's your guy who's your one all of them all really, of them. my favorite TD. my favorite all time is uh rick up church okay oh, wow. there we go because he, he, he used to you know return the punts you know yeah. between him and you know there was a little rivalry between him and billy white johnson yeah <laughs> they were from the same era but rick up church was just bomb and then um Probably, you know, John, John L. Tim Tebow. Tim, what Tim Tebow, Tebow did in that one season <laughs> was the most magical, incredible, heartfelt, spiritual thing <laughs> that I've witnessed in my life because they weren't supposed to win anything. Right. And they're just winning. And it's like, you can say it's luck or whatever, but man, you know, until they got hit the bus off the New England Patriots, but <laughs> that was a magical season. So, and then, of course, uh, Peyton Manning. Course. Like, well, see, I'm a huge Vols fan, so I'm supposed to hate Tebow just because I'm a Vols fan. He's a Gator, and thus I and thus I love Peyton. So I'll, yeah, 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 yeah. I love Peyton. I'll man, I'll high five you on that second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Tennessee, exactly, Tennessee so. fans had some weird feelings in that in oh, that yeah, time where it went from Peyton to Tebow. I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being in the South, I really understand. So. Yeah. Right. I get it. Yeah, yeah. And of course, we're big. Both of us are huge Braves fans, lifelong. We are mm-hmm. about the Braves, like like you are about the Broncos. It's ride or die yeah, forever, no matter exactly. what. You know, they're starting off this season terrible, but you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, we'll see how it goes. Actually, sticking with sports for a minute, I, I just got to talk about Jock Jams. I mean, you were on this song was on Jock Jock Jams, like <laughs> icon first, of an album, volume, volume one, volume one. That's, That's right. Our, this is our one. childhood. 
It's not this yeah. this watered down, you know, Jock Jams Volume Fifteen, Volume One, Track Three. I mean, come on, there's not. It's not even really a question. It's just Jock Jams. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I, I remember we did a promo for that. So we went out. We went around to arenas and did interviews and the whole nine. And um, we have always been involved in the sports side. You yeah. know, that's that really was is what has been a big source of our income and that has sustained us. Is that we do. NBA halftime shows. We do NFL halftime shows. So we're always connected with sports. That's great. And because I do voiceover, um, you know, I mean, we're, we are, this whole Geico thing for me has turned me into a PR firm because mm. usually we'd be on tour doing shows. Right. I'd be talking from a hotel room now normally, uh-huh. right? Salt and Pepper did theirs in 2014 and they hadn't stopped touring till the pandemic, right? Yeah. yeah. But for me, I couldn't just sit back and be happy with a Geico commercial. So basically, I turned into my own PR firm. And, you know, that's the reason you and I are talking now. Right. And, you know, I just did this week. I've done Sports Illustrated, ESPN, about to do Sports Illustrated for the magazine. This week we did for the podcast. So it's like everybody really understands how special this is right and it's just testament to always being prepared for any situation that comes your way it always wasn't like that but i recognized that back in 2011 when everybody thought barack obama was in our video nobody could find me right (laughs) and you know we didn't have a web presence and i have clawed and scratched and learned seo and how to build websites ever since and you know, back then you type in tag team, it was all wrestling. Yeah. You type in tag team today, it's all tag team. There, there you go. go. So, there you go. so it's important that everybody finds you. That's how Geico found us. And then you you know, you don't miss that opportunity. So, you know, I, I tell I, I tell you this to, you know, I'm more of a motivational speaker. We can talk about tag team all day, but everything I've done is a lesson in life for everyone who's aspiring to be what they are or think they can't do something or give excuses, or lazy. I have solutions for all those problems, Mm. right? Because I was that at one point in my life, right? So it's my responsibility to do as much as I can to just talk to people and let people know the things I wish somebody had told me when I was a young man. So that's that's why I am like I am. You know what I mean? I, I just, I'm real passionate about helping people and the ability to touch the world with a song. Yeah. Or with with a role in a, a movie or with a TV show. You know, we've done it twice, you know, with Whoop. And then now just being at the right place at the right time in history, making people smile when they really needed to smile just is has been everything. Yeah. You know, little yeah. baby. You're making, you're making me want to be a better man right now, you know, hey, but that but that's what I'm it's like, about. Dang, I need I to step it, up my game. That's why I get up at 4 a.m. Right. Because. All I all I have control over is what I do. Yeah. So my my goal is to be a better man than I was yesterday. Because you only get one life, right? Yeah. yeah. And you, you get a little older, you start contemplating these things. Most people worry. I'm not worried. I'm I, I play offense. You know. What I mean? perfect, <laughs> example. It, it. perfect example. If uh, you know, if Michael Jordan misses twenty shots in a row, is he going to quit? Right. Absolutely not. not. No way. He's going to shoot 40 more. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> give, give me the rock, right? Well, yeah, yeah, just give me the rock. Just keep getting you. So then that's what I do. I just keep, I stay on offense. 
I don't and I don't expect things to be quick pro quo. I do this mm. and then this happens. Yeah. I just keep shooting. Mm. Right. And then, you know, all my life, you know, seeds grow at different times. Sure. It might be a seed I planted five years ago, two years ago, two weeks ago, two days ago. But all these seeds grow. Yeah. And you know, I stand before you today in a forest of opportunity, right? Because things are hitting me in the head I never imagined, <laughs> right? But it's because of my hustle, right? It's because of my preparation. It's because of all the things that you have to do when opportunities come your way to be prepared to take advantage of you, to take you to the next level. So that's why this Geico commercial is so special because it has touched people in a way that they will always remember us forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. There it is, wound there it is, right? Yep. That had its own flow. And then that was back, you know, in, in the golden days, right? <laughs> the olden <laughs> days, right? That's back when you had to put your finger in the phone and dial and say, <laughs> call your friend and say, can I come over, right? Right, but yeah. Now, this is the first time that the whole world, who has always loved this song, gets to put a face with the song. Because you can look at videos all day, but then to see us there every day all the time and just be happy about it and know that it brings you joy and don't know why you like it just means more, means a hundred times more. So I'm I'm thankful. I'm grateful. I'm blessed. And I'm, I, I practice humility because it's going to happen for everybody. Well, as much as you built up everybody, we get to use one of your lines and say, game, recognize game. You've brought it, man. So keep doing <laughs> no, what man. you're doing. The, uh, we always have a section where I like to rapid fire things that I just love about the artist. So this will be like, mm -hmm. give me like one minute to just kind of uh, just yeah, yeah. build your head up. Accolades. So from the first album, Funky Situation, how was that not the second mega hit ever? Because it's everything I love. It's got the keyboard chords that sound so nice, the great beat, make you want to uh, get up and doggone it. It's uh, the provocative <laughs> ladies dancing in the video. Anyway, it's it's <laughs> such a good song. Um, and then I went and listened to your second album, Audio Entertainment, which I'm not going to pretend like I had it, but I did listen to it a lot this week prepping for it. And I'm hooked on OEO, uh, Wizard of Oz inspiration. I also like something slow. Uh, show the people you got the flow on that. And then this song gets my head bopping like crazy. Let the music play with the high snare and the mix. Um, mm -hmm. hey, so, so good. So those of y'all that don't have the other tag team stuff, I recommend everybody to pick it up. So it's good stuff. So that's my rapid fire. Other things I really like from your guys' work. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, it didn't matter what we did because Womp There It Is was a nuclear power plant. Correct. Yeah. That's Everything it. Everything else is a battery. You know what I'm saying? That's so, good. And, and we've had good songs, but it's cool because we do get to showcase them songs and shows. Yeah. And, you know, I segue them and we've curated really good, really good entertainment around those songs to make them acceptable now. Like a lot of artists go out there and they just play old songs nobody knows. Yeah, but you have to give them songs context and with through entertainment, and when you do that, people enjoy it because they're being entertained. They're not even thinking, "What? Well, I wish they just get to whoop there it is." Yeah, you know, we're <laughs> a show Monday night, right? And the whole day I was debating whether we should perform Scoop, uh -huh. <laughs> and yeah, it was a it was at a state fair in Florida, it was like two thousand people. And I was feeling a little nervous and guilty, too, because I'm like, we're still in a pandemic, y'all. Right. But they had 
they were giving away free COVID shots at the concert. Oh, that's cool. Okay, that's good. You see what I'm saying? That yeah. made it all good. Absolutely. I, I, after that, I was like, that's, that's, I'm ready to kill it now. Right. <laughs> so we do our we do our regular, we do our show, and everybody's happy. But then I come out, I, I told the promoter, I said, have me a bowl of ice cream. <laughs> like, we had a state fair. So They're sure. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I come back on like an encore, and I'm like, hey, y'all, I'm forgetting something, and I'm eating ice cream. <laughs> and everybody's mouth is wide open like, I know they're not about to do this. <laughs> and I'm sitting on a stool just eating ice cream, and I'm like, what am I forgetting, y'all? <laughs> and they started... They started stadium chanting. Oh my! There it is, uh, so loud. That's great. It was one of the top, probably five, just energy filled call and response moments <laughs> in my life. That's, that's great. Excellent. That's awesome. And Steve pushed the button. It was like Tasha, and man, they went nuts. And all we did was just play along with the commercial, and then we were out. And it was just like <laughs> that's great. It was sprinkles, but it was probably one of the best performances we've ever done. Man, that's awesome. That. I love that. So, that's... I mean, it just go, go figure, right? Right. Yeah. It's but like, I knew I could get away with it. You just got to, you have to set it up. That's all. Right. It's like, it's like you, any good joke. You guys <laughs> created a, a, a phrase, a literal phrase that has a lasting place in pop culture. Like as long as, as long as people keep talking, they're going to remember this phrase. You know what I mean? How proud are you of that? Like you, you have a literal piece part of the English language that you created that just uniquely belongs to you and Steve. How do you feel about that? I mean, what the, it's, um, to me, you know, I don't really see all of that that way because for me, it was just a song, Uh right? I mean, it wasn't no rocket science project. (laughs) We had whiteboards and theorems and geometrical figures and, we had to cast iron and yeah, all that. You know like what I mean? It was tubes just a song and... about us partying on a Friday night. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's that simple. And sometimes, you know, sometimes, most times, less is more. Mm. Right? Yeah. And because it was so simple, because it was just straightforward, because it was from the heart, you know, people back then, that's what people really attached themselves to. Yeah. And, you know, same thing now. You make something simple from the heart and, you know, not everybody can do it. But those are the things that just make just just blow up. Like, you know, right now I'm campaigning to all, you know, the um, all the awards shows or all the awards that commercials have. I'm campaigning to win for this year. Right. But I care less about winning. I just want the, to be nominated for the press, right? Yeah, you want the mm-hmm. visibility. And sure. then, so, so it's turning into things I could have never imagined. Like, right now, we have, there's a campaign. These fans have put together a campaign to get us a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Whoa, okay. that's yeah. awesome. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, I gotta, now I gotta work on supporting them to make this a reality because the fans are gonna choose if we are worthy of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not me, or not, you know, a record company. The fans. And that right there, those those things, those are the things that make all of this so special. Like you asked me, how proud are you of that? Not that. The <laughs> things that it inspires people to do on our behalf, mm. just because they're grateful for just having something that they that made them feel good. So it has been um, you know, I feel truly blessed and I'm very thankful and whatever I can give back in any form, I try to do that. So yeah. I mean it's it's simple. I'm thinking really you guys. I'm thinking you guys need a Ben and Jerry's flavor. 
know? Yeah, but you know, but that all that all that's coming. I mean, yeah. there, we're in talks. We're in talks with about five entities, major entities, okay. about doing other things. But you got to be careful because you know you can't you can't it, it, you can't saturate it right and just be you know everything that rhymes with won't you do a commercial. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because every commercial is not. It's, it's almost like whoop. There it is. Yeah, there will never ever be a bigger commercial we do than this Geico commercial. Right. Ever. Yeah. Right? Now, we might have other commercials. We might be in other commercials, but there will never, ever be a Geico commercial like this. We, you know, and I, I, this is part of the PR thing. This That forced me, you know, the whole world changed. Everything is different now. Yeah. So I changed the way I thought, and I wanted to know my value proposition. Mm. What am I worth doing this? And I went to Nielsen. And I spot TV and they told me what I was worth. And they're like, you are the number one. And this was after three weeks, the number one Geico commercial for any artist in the history of Geico commercial. Wow. Wow. Goodness gracious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that right there blew me away. And then they gave me the numbers about the likability index. And then, you know, how many times they rewind the DVR. You know what I mean? People <laughs> yeah. rewind the DVR to look at that commercial over To watch and a commercial over again. Over again. Man, that's value. Yeah, that's value. So when I go into another deal and they're like, well, you still only got one song. I slapped that photo on the table. Like, this is why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is, this is, this is why you're going to pay me. Well, right? Yeah. And they'll be happy to because I know that I'm going to put in the work to give you something that you wouldn't have got with anybody else because right. that's what I do. And if it hits, if it don't, you're going to you're going to be glad that you did it because, you know, I understand marketing. I understand product placement because I do voiceovers. So I understand the commercial world. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm an actor. I understand all these things. And I, I've done very well. And I've been acting for three years. But when I want to do something, I go hard and I make sure that I hurry up and do 10 times more than I'm supposed to so I can at least have a level of mastery at it that I can maneuver and then start making money at it. So I've been doing that all my life, man. And it just, it serves me well. And, you know, anybody who's ready, I'm ready. (laughs) So it just works out. It just really works out for me. You really are the brain supreme. I mean, you really are. (laughs) Like, let's not kid ourselves here. And But see, that that is exactly what one of our friends thought 30 years ago yeah. when we were in the basement and we have dilemmas and I figure it out instantly <laughs> because everybody else is trying to make excuses and give you every reason why they shouldn't do something. But I'm telling I'm trying to figure out, well, what's the solution to do it? Right. Yeah. And sometimes it's so simple, but we get caught up in, you know, the visceral reaction of hearing something we haven't heard before and that defense mechanism sticks mm-hmm. and you don't listen to what you, what the person actually said. Right. And I might react defensively, but then I'm listening. Wait a minute. How can I? This is how I can do it. And I've come up with techniques over the years that have just every time I get stuck on something, I can do that and I'm out of it easily. So, you know, it, 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 uh, that's why I've always been self-sufficient. I've always been able to make my own way. And, you know, that's about, that's a part of being a better man every day. You just learn and you're willing to learn. And then you got to learn how to learn. That's that's mm, one of my key things. That, say that again. Say that again. <laughs> Think about it. learn how to learn. If okay. I get a long email, if you get a long email, it's going to be hard for you to read it. Yeah. Right. 
but if I get a long email, I got I'm gonna dump it in the AI software and then it's gonna read to me while I'm reading the other email. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Learn how to learn. Yeah. You know, I could take this conversation right here, throw it in the AI. Now I got a transcript, right? right? Then yeah. I can take that and put it in a YouTube uh you know, put that in the YouTube uh, uh, description, and now I've SEO'd my YouTube video, and you know, for closed cap, you know, so many different ways yeah. to get what you need out of the things that you need, and people just think it's just one way because people are always following somebody. Well, if they did it like this. Let me try, but you don't even know why they did that. They could have been doing that for a strategic reason. So you have to learn all these things, and I just have so many techniques, and I just don't take no for an answer. You tell me I can't do something, keep telling me I can't do something. <laughs> That's my fuel. Right. That's what you got to do. I've, I've acquired the ability to take negative, you know, any negative um, thing people say, whether, you know, or any negative emotion, you know, guilt, anger, envy, despair, fear. I'm sounding like Yoda. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, you know, and take it and use it as fuel, right? Yeah. Put but- it in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, because I'm an actor and I do auditions, well, if I'm sad about something, then I can use it in the script. If I'm mad about something, I can channel that and then become that, you know, that that character becomes me, not me putting on the character. That character becomes me because that's my experience and that's what I use to get a job. You see, you use things in a positive way and you turn them into fuel. Then you can get through anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You touched. You, know you touched on how everybody rewinds the DVR. I believe it because as a kid, I rewound the VHS tape of Mighty Ducks yep. two probably a hundred <laughs> times to watch the whoop there it is scene to hear it. And then as I got older, I saw, I saw my friends who had younger kids rewinding the Elf section to watch you do. Exactly. The, the, uh, so you're you're probably exactly. the the king of the rewind for yes. the replay. So that, yes, that, exactly. Inventor, exactly. inventor of the rewind it's, it's, index. Really, it really works well, man. I can't, <laughs> I can't even express to you how that is just a part of it. But you know, I'm a DJ, so that's right. Like, yeah. Yeah, there you, you go. Know, first and foremost, I've always been a DJ, so I know how to read people, know how to read the crowd, read the room, understand right. what it takes, right? And that has helped a lot as well. Yeah. And just really good upbringing. You know, I had two wonderful parents who taught me well, and they, and the one thing they did is they worked me to death. I mean, I was stemming collard greens and shucking peas when I was five years old. My mom used to maybe do that. Then my dad used to maybe wash windows and cut the lawn and mow the grass and rake the leaves. And then one day I was like, let me do that for the neighbors. Mm-hmm. Right. And then all of a sudden I'm getting money. And I'm like, wait a minute, you paid me for that? And I'm like, let me do the whole neighborhood when it snows. So I used to pray for snow because we had a snowblower. <laughs> I would go around the whole block and I would do everybody's stuff easy. And then... $20, $30 a house. And, they, yeah. I wouldn't even charge them. They would just give it to me. And that's why I've always been a hustler because I think differently. I just always have. It's like, if you work smarter, you can you can create things and you can create different, you know, sources of incomes for the same thing. Yeah. Well, you, you know, so... Yeah, you def- yeah your work ethic definitely continued because you were the one that replied to me. It wasn't your publicist. It was it was like came from you. So that is yeah. carried still from this day. And you're you got up at four. To- <laughs> and, and, and I've had publicists. I, I you know I, I've really the publicists that came to me because you know at first the publicists were like, well we don't know what to do. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I was like, thank you for what I did. 
is I didn't give up. Yeah. And this is this is this is one note for everybody. When you get stuck like that, the easiest way to get unstuck is to join an organization or a society. Mm. Right. Because every profession has an organization organization full of individuals who are professionals of that craft who've been doing it 10, 20, 30, 40 years. So I joined the uh, Public Relations Society of America. Okay. Two days in, I'm on a Zoom call with a CEO of this PR firm. And I, I raised my hand and asked a question like, are press releases relevant? And they're like, well, what's the press release for? I was like, well, I'm kind of in a featured in a Geico commercial. Scoop, there it is. And I'm looking at the chat and I'm like, it's like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Who? What? Are you? That's my favorite commercial. My dog loves that commercial. My cat loves that commercial. My kids love that commercial. My grams loves that commercial. Like, it just, it, the chat blew up. The moderator's looking. I could see her. Yeah. And she's like, okay, we're like, welcome DC to the organization. Right. DC, we're going to talk about that Geico commercial after. But we went back to the CEO and she was like, well, is it relevant? She was like, yes, especially now because the entire last year has been all COVID. Mm-hmm. It's been all doom and gloom. And everybody has used up all their content, mm. right? Yeah. Because you couldn't shoot any new movies. You couldn't shoot. So everything that was slated for 2000, they had to shoot it early. Yeah. They had to put it out there early because you needed content because everybody was stuck at home. Right. That's good. So yeah. be to come five days before the Super Bowl and, and, and drop a press release, for me, was brilliant because I wanted to drop it at the beginning, but something told me to wait. And not only did she say the press release was relevant, but she was like, if you want to get in front of the publicist, you want to do this, you want to get in front of the, the journalist, you do this, you go to this site, you go to this site for this, you go to this site for that. When you do your pitches, you want them like this. And when you break it all down, you do it like this. And the game, she gave me the whole entire game in 10 minutes. Hmm. And I have not looked back. That's awesome. It, That's great. It has, it has opened up just fruit for me that I could have just opportunities that just I could not imagine. And it's because of the pandemic, because right now we're standing at a new frontier. You can make your own lane now. That's wow. awesome. Because, you know, 80 percent of people is waiting for it to get back the way it used to be. And right. that is not the way to do it. Right. Because yeah. it's never coming back like that. Right. It's yeah. a whole new thing. Everything evolves. Right. Yeah. You know, I say wiped everything out, but everything came back different. Mm. Right. Yeah. It's that's the way it happens. And man, like I said, man, I'm I'm campaigning. I'm doing fan clubs i'm doing and i'm doing all this myself so it gets a little difficult but organization is the key right Uh organization waking up every morning doing what you need to do talking to people you know actually talking to people actually answering your own emails (laughs) and because i do that you know the martin agency who makes the geico commercials loves me because they never talk to artists and i know everybody in that organization (laughs) <laughs> I'm friends with the CEO now. So now my future looks bright because any That's campaign right. they do, whatever possibility, I could be the voiceover yep. or act in it. You see what I'm saying? That's great. So that's why you have to you have to suck it up because <laughs> I've never been a star. I don't treat myself like a star. I want to learn things. I love to learn. So let me learn how to do it because when I put my sauce on it, it's mine. There you go. And then people follow me and then I'm the leader and then I go around and talk about this and make money. <laughs> that's exactly. great. Yeah, that's good. Think about you've, it. You know you've got to like, figure it out, bro. I mean, yeah. I, I I do this all the time, but you know that's why I do so many podcasts and interviews because I'm pract- I'm killing fourteen birds with one stone. That's yeah. great. That's awesome, I'm man. Perfect. 
Well, we'll let you enjoy your day. We have one question that we ask everybody, and then we'll let you go. Um, You're on tour, either by yourself, with Tag Team, and you go into a gas station. What is your gas station snack food of choice? And while you're thinking of yours, I'll tell you what mine is. I get a Three Musketeers bar. When I was growing up, Mm -hmm. my mom would say you could get any candy bar you want, and that's the most ounces for the money. So that's kind of the way I think. (laughs) Um, So I would get a Three Musketeers bar. What is your gas station snack food of choice? Banana nut. Loaf. Okay. Wow. wow. All right. Yeah, like, like a slice of banana, a slice of banana bread. Okay. Dang. That's a new one. Cause yeah, because it's in that package and it's just marinating and it's on juices. And by the time <laughs> you get to it, all that, all that caramel, just it's just real caramelly and everything has come together and it's just a pleasure to eat. <laughs> That's and awesome. You have to watch yourself because that right there puts pounds on you. <laughs> so I haven't done it in some years, but that that's my gas station food or some cashews or some honey, ca- honey okay. roasted cashews. You know what I mean? Those oh yeah, are two things. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, I, hey, I'm not trying to go in the gas gas station anyway because <laughs> I know everybody got weaknesses and those. That's moments. right. It's a minefield in there for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But well, man, you've been a real. I'm glad. I'm glad I was here today, man. Thanks for hanging out with new people. You get to chop it up, and we just had a conversation. And I'm sure that when your listeners hear it, they'll get some value out of it, and they'll learn some things about me that they didn't know, you know, before they they heard about this. So it just always works out well for for all of us because you know this is this is what it's about. Absolutely. and we'll having keep- fun and meeting people and just just living life, man. So <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me. Appreciate it. We'll cool. talk to you soon. Yeah. All right, man. Take care. Be well. Thanks. Bye. This is the Great Song Podcast. Sprinkle! <laughs> that was great. That was fun, DC, man. man like, we, we think... We're going to do this interview to help promote him. And then he's like, no, nah, I'm going to do this interview to change lives. I'm going <laughs> to instill some wisdom in these in these young men. And, uh, you know, whatever. So I feel like now I'm ready to go succeed at business or whatever. I, whatever or life. I, or life, just in general. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to climb the mountaintop, you know. <laughs> Pull myself up by my bootstraps. I'm going to get this thing done, you know. Um, we said goodbye at the end of last week when we closed out the season. Yep. But for real, guys, this has been a good season. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Season so. seven plus in the uh, books coming coming to a close. So man, it's been it's been a wild ride and it just keeps getting wilder. We can't wait to uh to season get... eight's gonna be epic. It you guys really... are gonna love it. We got some stuff that's already in the can and it's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. So uh hey, I stole your catchphrase. That's uh, fantastic. So, anyway. so we'll see you uh next season on the Great Song Podcast. And in between, we're gonna fill your stockings with some goodies. Uh, but uh, officially, we'll see you in about five weeks with the beginning of season eight, and then we'll just we'll just keep this thing rolling. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being part of our lives and letting us be part of yours. We'll be back next time we see you. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music. <laughs>